a protagonist rendezvous, a change of heart, and an intergalactic Gus Fring. This is episode 7 of Concord Dawn, talking about chapter 7 of The Mandalorian, The Reckoning. Devin, our, our shiny boy has one more adventure left in him. Hey, buddy, yeah. One. We've got one more to go, and then who knows what's after that. We go back into hiding. Go back into hiding. We go back to exile, and I'm not looking forward to it. How about this episode, though? How'd you feel yeah, about this one? Uh, the Reckoning. It wasn't The Rise of Skywalker, so that's good. <laughs> do we need to really go into that, that, or do we just... No, we're gonna, maybe we'll save that for another day. Uh this is this is supposed to be a happy day. Is this is this the only good Star Wars property on? I guess we have the game still, but other than that, I don't know. is this Let's... the best part of 2019 Star Wars? Uh yeah, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to put that in. That's fair enough. I think others may disagree, apparently, but they're wrong. So it yeah, matter. well, we'll we'll talk about that another day. This is the penultimate episode. That's right. It, um, Deborah Chow really showing that she knows how to direct a Star Wars thing. Because she did episode... She did episode three, three, and that was... I think that was before this. That was the strongest of the series so far. So this was another really strong episode. And Deborah Chow, just, she's showing that she can do it. And she's got Obi-Wan coming up. Eventually. Eventually, whenever that's coming. But, <laughs> I'm, you know, I think that's a good way to show the fans, like, hey, this is in good hands. Good, uh... Good Deborah Chow hands. So speaking of names in this podcast, I am one of the hosts, Steve Carley, as always, to my right, who's also a host, also of this podcast, Devin Green. My name is Devin Chow now. <laughs> Devin Chow. Wait, can I, can I have that last name too? Yeah. Appreciate it. We're that the name. Chows, and Appreciate this is name. Concord Dawn. Okay, Steve, this was a doozy of an episode. What do you think? Let's dive in. Well, uh, like you said, this is probably the best episode because things actually happen in this episode. Yeah, I, I I figured that they would say these last two to really have things happening. Well, they, so... they had to. I mean, yeah, I, I let's be real so, here. Yeah. Of all the criticisms about this show that may be unfounded, the lack of action is that you know action meaning like sure. plot is definitely one that I can agree with. So. And uh, we've we've been having fun along the whole way. I mm. mean, you know, I, I don't mind seeing the Mando doing his dailies, but. I also I want to see Should have more action. I want to see a lot of plot. So this is this is delivering on that. So let's uh, let's dive in once we've 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 said that a couple times that we're diving in, and I think we're officially submerged into <laughs> into this into the uh, discussion here, bud. Sounds like a plan. So we Kick start off. off uh, Mando's on the Razor Crest. Love that name. I know I keep saying it every I know, episode. Buddy, I'm going to keep saying it. Love that name. You're a Razor Crest boy. I'm a fan. I'm a fan um, boy for sure. The child's just hanging out he's sleeping in the cockpit very cute he gets a transmission from grief carga and grief's basically like hey man listen things have gotten a little shoddy since you left the empire the ex-empire whatever they are now they didn't really like what you did and so they've kind of beefed things up a little bit and it's making things a little muddy for your old bounty hunter pals here on navarro so why don't you come on by and we'll maybe hatch a plan to kill the client and uh you know maybe Maybe we'll square things off, let bygones be bygones, past is the past. Because you may notice that I'm still alive. Because you may notice that I am <laughs> still alive. You thought I was dead, buddy. So I think the Mandalorian's just kind of like, what choice do I have at this point? Yeah. You know, the child's, you know, we're going to be on the run for the rest of our lives. And it's and... not going well, because every time, every time he goes someplace, he ends up getting found anyway. Yeah, so. double-crossed and found, and so... Shit, man. 
you know, that's he's, about the end of it. I so. guess he's just he's got to do this. So, um, he goes to where Cara Dune is. What's the name of that planet again? I was supposed to write it down, and I didn't. Fair enough. Fair enough. Back to the planet. Well, to be <laughs> fair, the only good part of that, well, only part of that planet that is important is the fact that Cara Dune's there. So right. Um, that's what matters to me. If this, this yeah, it's, this I'm, I'm blanking on it. I was supposed to look that up, Fair but enough. I didn't. But he goes back to where Cara Dune was, back where, uh, you know, he found that settlement and the raiders, and he had well, to help the episode them out. That, isn't that the episode Deborah Chow did anyway? No, that was Bryce Dallas Howard. That's right, of course. Yep. So a um, decent episode. That's when we were the Howards. That's right. Uh, so um, That's we, cut to, we cut to that planet, and Cara Dune is in the, the tavern where she and Mando first met, and she's fighting for money and she's fighting she some Zabra- some big Zabrak dude and they're like tethered by some lightning like lightning rope type deal it's a cool way to it reminds me of a strap match from blade job yeah tune in to blade job to listen tune to the in, strap match tune to bladejob.com now i know what that is um so she wins the fight and you know and she she's, does she's you know she's trying to get some some extra change in her pocket so to say, because what's she going to, you know, she's kind of biding her time. She can't really do much with her life anymore because she's just a wanted lady. She's on the run. So Mando comes and he's like, listen, I need your help. Basically, I want I want me and this child to live a life of peace. I'm getting a crew together. I'm getting a crew together. And Love she's that. like, well, you know, I can't really do that. I don't really want to. And he's like, well, they're they're imperial. And she's like, say no more. You son of a bitch. I'm right. in. That's a, that's a Rick and Morty meme now. That's great. Son of a bitch. I'm in. So this whole uh, this whole little thing is like, you know, we're getting the band back together. All the cool characters you've seen over the last few episodes, give or take a few, we're getting them back. So then he goes back to our Vela 7, and he gets Queel. We've, we've been pronouncing the name right. I was so happy because I guess they never really said his name, and I was just going off of what was online I'm actually, I guarantee they said his name at least once in this. In this. No, because in this episode, he's like, my name's Queel, by the way. To her? No, to him, to the to Mandalorian. Him? Yeah. Huh, I'm almost positive that he had mentioned his, I mean, who cares, I guess, but I could have swore they said his name. I always assumed we were saying it right, because that was how they pronounce it in the show, but. I'd, I mean, maybe maybe we both maybe fell I'm... into a deep coma during that episode. <laughs> if, 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 I'm, if I'm ever in a coma, I'm glad you're there, too. Also in the same coma. But, um, yeah, basically. We we pronounced the name right, and that that made me very happy as a Star Wars fan. That's how it works. So they're all kind of hanging out in Quill's quarters, and who pops their head in but IG Eleven? But wait, didn't he die earlier? Well, they would like you to believe that. So IG Eleven comes in, and Mando and Cara Dune draw their blasters on him. Mando, obviously, he's got his deal with droids, but like double that because this mysterious deal with droids. (laughs) What you can assume? I guess it's it's not super mysterious, just because. Um, you know, during the Clone Wars, I think his parents were killed by Separatist droids. Was but... that confirmed in the show, though? Yeah. I mean, okay. every time there was, like, the flashback. Oh, yeah. Remember, like, they showed the droids and... Ah, yes. Um, of course. But, yeah, they really like to draw that point home. They're like, you really don't like droids, do you? Every episode, they're like, haha, you don't like droids, you don't like droids. <laughs> remember how like, you don't like droids? Right, we, we get it. He doesn't like droids. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, you know, raise that by 100 because IG-11 did try to kill the child in the first episode. That being said, happy to have him back. Listen, yeah, oh yeah, very happy to have him back because like now Quill's got him just like serving tea, and uh, a real much a much better life. Apparently. I guess so. It's kind of might be demoralizing if especially IG, if he has to serve Earl Grey tea. I don't if like IG Eleven knew what his life once was compared to what it is now, I don't know if that'd be very good for the mentality to be like I was once a cool bounty hunter killing boys and 
getting money and now I'm just serving tea. But Quill kind of not getting not killing boys and not making it right. Quill uh, goes in to tell him about how he he found IG Eleven in the wake of the Mandalorian's destruction, which felt a little passive aggressive because a bitchy. I mean, you know, Quill's the one that kind of gave him the recommendation, like, "Hey, you should go kill these guys because they've been causing a lot of issues." And now he's just like, "Yeah, I had to go rummage through your mess and clean up all the destruction that you left behind, and I found IG Eleven." And so. You know, we see IG Eleven go to the scene. We go to we see Quill go back to the scene where Mando first found the child and killed IG Eleven, which seems like ten years ago. Yeah, and so you know, Quill takes him back and pretty much has to rehabilitate. Yeah, him. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, you know, droid Memory rehab. Wipe. It's 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 a droid reimaging. It's a droid you know uh, hard drive wipe. And uh, you know, basically teaches him from square one how to how to walk and move and how to be a servant, a good servant. Even though he was a, even though Quill was at one point an indentured servant, more or less, right? Who, who was able to buy his freedom using his own hands, as he says in, in this episode many times. That's right. Uh, but then he's like, "Well, I'm still going <coughs> to enslave this robot, this uh, droid." Yeah. So, um, do. you know, obviously Mando's just apprehensive to trust IG Eleven, but I mean, I think it's a good a good droid to have on your side at this point. To be fair, I'm the, the show. The episode does a great job of making you also. Kind of, I do not trust IG Eleven at all. You know, I don't um, know if that's just good directing or what, but the way that that he is framed, and the way that Deborah Chow includes shots of both Cara Dune and Mando himself. Yeah, I mean, he's very himself. he's very menacing. He's a very spooky looking droid for sure. Just yeah. like because I mean, I I told you while we were watching it that you know it kind of seems like every droid in Star Wars kind of has like a face to it. And to a point, he kind of does because he has like the glowing little dots on him, like look like eyes. But I guess the glowing red eyes doesn't. He help just me. looks a lot more menacing than say like C three PO or you know yeah. other droids that we've seen. Although he's this isn't the last, the only time that we've seen a droid that we used to love have red eyes. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, true story. <laughs> anyway, so he basically just you know, eh, you son of a bitch, I'm in. I'll protect the kid. You know, even though he's like, I, you know, I, I've been enslaved and i bought my freedom i also don't want people to bring harm to my mans here my right. baby boy so and there's like a little in. back and forth about how quail used to kind of work for the empire but against his wishes and how cara dune was a rebellion shock trooper and you know because i guess he recognized her arm tattoo which i did not know that was what that was all about which is kind of cool though yeah I'm into you know that. gives a I'm into gives it. some lore to it so they're all aboard the razor crest on their way to navarro and to pass time, Mando and Cara Dune are arm wrestling. And we get kind of one of the more pivotal parts of this episode where the child sees that happening and kind of takes that as Mando being hurt or, you know, somebody attacking the Mandalorian. And so he reaches out with the force and has the most adorable little angry face to him. And <laughs> it's just force choking, force choking Cara, Cara Dune. Dune. So good. And, uh, you know, Cara Dune is noticeably pissed off and understandably, I guess, and uh yeah Mando has to look at him and go hold on a second. right she's We're a friend pals. she's We're a friend she's our friend and <laughs> has you know to break that up and then even quills like well i guess that makes sense about what happened with the mudhorn yeah because it's all because there's obviously more that meets the eye with this little boy Is but he a boy i'm assuming he's a boy too true um so they show up to navarro and we see grief carga and his crew and mandalorian and his crew emerge from the ship and there's uh, there's some tension. 
Well, both people, unbeknownst to the other party, brought a, a, an entourage. Right. Which, you know, so. And so they had to meet up way outside of town just because of all the Imperials and all the amped-up security, which Grief Cargo told them there's only, like, four Imperial troopers there. Uh, no more than five. You know, right. He usually brings a fifth, maybe. Usually no, no more than four. I if, don't know. I think, I, think we'll, uh, I think we'll find out the truth. But anyway, they make their long trek back into town. They end up having to, like, make a little campfire and uh a largely un uh unnecessary part of the episode i think yeah I well sort of except for one part you're right, right. so I'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> they established that the child's a carnivore he <laughs> goes oh it's a carnivore huh because he's like Feeding they have something meat. they have something roasting on the, the campfire and quill's sort of feeding it little bits of meat and that's when grief's like oh it's a carnivore and you know i don't think he really trusts the baby um and so at that point, these like dragony pterodactyl things swoop in and start attacking the camp, and everyone's blazing their gunfire and and they're trying to go for the um the the what they write it on and I never, the creature what are the blurgs blurgs that's what they're called course, buddy they're called the blurgs. blurgs I think they're just trying to go for the blurgs I mean they're trying to get everybody they kill damage. they kill one of grief's crew members and uh, you know one of them wounds grief pretty badly there's some fire that exchanges from the crew to these creatures. I'm sure they got a name. If you look them up on Wikipedia, I didn't do that because I'm a terrible podcast host. I still love you though. Thank you, buddy. I'm happy you're here. Yeah. I guess that makes one of us. Um, um, so at this point, these things fly away and it's grief, man. He's not in good shape. He's in grief. He's <laughs> grieving. <laughs> Let's just say he's just, in pain. He's still a lot of grief and uh, he's got, you know, a pretty, a pretty bad gash on his arm, yeah. and that's it. I mean, they're like, the poison's spreading pretty badly. They had one med kit. What are they going to do? And then man. the child comes up. He waddles up. He waddles up very, very adorably and puts his hand on the on Grief's arm, and he's healing Grief Karga. It's spoilers for Rise of Skywalker. He starts to heal his arm a bit. Right, and I guess... And that's something that happens in the Rise of Skywalker. We're 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 talking about happy things right now. <laughs> we're talking about things that we Fair like. Um, and so you know, grief's like, I'm healed. I'm I'm great now. I feel. I'm no longer in grief. I, I no longer feel. My name is Happy Karga now. <laughs> and so, the next morning, they finally reach town, and they're you know they're on like a, on an overlook, and. There's, there's some smack the, the wall some here. noise hey. happening out here. Uh, there's an overlook, and you see the two thugs behind Mando and Kara, and they reach for their blasters. And then Grief takes his blasters out and shoots who was on his crew. And he's like, you know, we were we were gonna double cross you, but I had a change of heart after I was healed by that child, and so now I want to help you guys. Which, to me, it, that toes the line between stupid and okay. I'm okay with that. Right, and I'm I'm okay with it just because I like Grief Karga and I like yeah, he's weather, a so but he's alive. So. I'll take it, and I like that. Uh, you know, who was once an enemy is now a friend again. Uh, I'm not prepared to say that he's a friend still. I think it's sure. I think it uh, benefits yeah, a good them point. all. I guess he's a, he's a friend for this point. It benefits them all that he stays alive, and so does a child. So right. So they 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 hatch a plan. Um, so Quill's going to take the child back to the ship, and they're going to take the pod that Qu- or that the child is floating in. They're going to close it up so it looks like he's in there, and they're going to bring it to the client and then kill the client. And... Well, yeah, grief is going to have um, is and... going to have the Mandalorian himself in you know in custody. So right, and so grief's thinking is like once they kill the client, 
the ex-imperial troopers, their money source is gone, so they'll just kind of dissipate and... Like, yeah, I'll kill them for right. money. Another Rick and Morty reference. Sure. So, so um, they, they cuff the Mandalorian up, and then they reach the the end of or the beginning of town and there's two biker scouts there and they're giving him a hard time and the one biker scout's like i'll give you 20 credits for the mandalorian's helmet they're really being a bully right now yeah they're not they're not being very nice at all and uh grief's like no that helmet's going on my wall which is kind of a cool line actually yeah like it (laughs) wasn't bad i don't mind it so they take uh they take the child and the mandalorian the car dune to the cantina and the client's there. Oh, I love it. So great. So such a great... The fact that Herzog is such a perfect like presence within the Star Wars universe. Yeah, he really... So good. It's so like... Good. I just think that's like that like calm German accent that just makes him sound so scary. So and good. like so menacing. He just looks good too. I'm telling you, I love that man. The man's so good. And so, you know, Grief, you're, uh, the client's talking about the Empire and how things were much better once the Empire was there. And how, you know, the Empire improved every system it touched despite blowing up Alderaan. I don't think they would agree with that. No. And, uh, you know, just like, are things better now that the, now that the revolution happened, are things more peaceful? And he's like, I don't think they are. Do you think they are? Who the, who the hell knows, dude? All I know is this, at this point he wants to see the kid. That's right. So we're he's like, him. I would like to see the baby. That's, that's would my, like to, I can't do that's it. That's we're, we're not very good at I can't this. do a German accent. Um, it's not even a German. It's like, it's like a, Nah, whatever. He wants to see. The, he wants to see the child. Who doesn't? And it's just funny. So like, well, he's sleeping, and he's like, "We'll be very quiet." We'll be very quiet. That's not good. That sounded just like him. Fix me. Um, that. Fix you but just corner. then, a stormtrooper whispers in his ear something, and he's like, "Oh, pardon me for being rude. I got to take this call." And so, I just wish he'd be like, but, but "Before I do that, we'll right? Just let me let glance. me look at this baby real quick before I take this important call." So there's a transmission from Moff Gideon, who is played by new character, who's played by Giancarlo Esposito. We've all been kind of waiting all season to see this character ever since we saw him in a trailer for the show. And so, uh, Moff Gideon, he's like, "Why don't you check that prim? And you know, maybe you'll see that there's not a baby in there, dummy." Like, like you were just about to do, right? Um, Before I called. And, you know, a, a Moff is like a, is a very high-ranking Imperial officer, like, you know, Moff Tarkin, Grand Moff Tarkin. I did not make that connection until right now. There's Moff Gideon. I don't know if he's a Grand Moff. I think the Grand makes it that much better. Sure. But, you know, it's cool to see, once again, like a higher tier of Imperial officer. Because I guess we really don't know what the client... Right. What's, I, what's we, his We background? know that he's Imperial, but we don't know, like... Who does he report to? What his thing? ranking is. Yeah. So... Moff Gideon. Okay, that makes sense. Just then, he so he gets the transmission, and then there's blaster fire into the cantina, and we see a squad of death troopers outside. Well, the death troopers rip apart my sweet boy Herzog. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we do have to say goodbye to Herzog in this episode because he gets shot. Spoiler alert. Um, and so we we first see the death troopers in Rogue One. Actually, you know those big black armored imposing troopers, it. and they look great. You know, I think. Their role is like they're kind of beefed up security and like they're like the the special forces you bring in to clear things out and that's what the they muscle. did. And then just at that point we see all these like we see an Imperial transport come and all these stormtroopers file in and, and they're all like just four stormtroopers. Right. Huh? So they're yeah, they're surrounded, it doesn't look good for them. And at this part, Mando has a little com link and he, you know, says to Quill, like, get the thing back. Yeah, are you the there plan, yet? Let's the plan go. didn't go 
and you got to take the child and get out of here. But unfortunately, those friggin' speeder bike Don boys, the scout troopers, scout troopers were able you. to kind of link in intercept and that, that. hear the interception. They intercepted the transmission. Yeah. So they're speeding toward Quill, who is, you know, trying to run back to the ship on his blurg with the child. And, you know, just very, uh, I wonder, it makes me wonder how close they were, how closer to the city they were from the lookout point that compared to how close to the razor crest quill right. was on the blurred. Cause it's, I don't know, it's a logistical time difference there, but no, it doesn't, not a big deal. So at this point, a tie fighter comes in and this has been an interesting little debate piece online because the tie fighter like lands really weirdly. That folds up into itself kind of thing. Right, which we haven't really seen a TIE fighter do. And so everyone's like, oh, it's like a specialized TIE fighter. And because yeah. people say that TIE fighters can't land on their wings. So they're not supposed to. But like we've seen them do it in Rebels. And I feel like it's like made for to be to, to, be, to do that. I don't, it's, why wouldn't it be able to land on its wings like that? Right, it's I don't know. Perfectly but centered like, in there. Fold, the wings fold outward and it lands. Very and, cool looking. Yeah, I, I was like, like oh, I, I guess TIE fighters can do that. And so Moff Gideon comes out. And, you know, he's basically just like, you guys have no idea what you're in possession of. And it means more to you, means more to me than you could possibly realize. So fork him over. So fork him over. And, uh, you know, Mando, Mando's frantically trying to reach Quill and just telling him, get out of here, get out of here. But at this point, we see the child on the ground. Yeah, the camera cuts to where the Razor Crest is-ish. Yeah, he's so ish. close. Pretty close. Quill's so close. And then we see the child on the ground and then one of the... Spiker Peter, Scout yeah. just kind of swoops it off off the ground, and then we unfortunately cut to Quill, who is uh, not looking too good. I mean, he looks dead on the so ground. Yeah, he looks dead. Deceased Quill, which pisses me off. I know hey, that's such a that's do? such a sad loss for a character. It's the penultimate. Usually in in like dramatic TV shows, the penultimate episode is the word like the big thing happens. So right, that actually makes sense in hindsight. It's so right. sad. Um, so obviously that kind of sets up IG Eleven to do some things next episode. Hopefully, didn't think about that, but that's a good point. And that's I mean, you know, his, episode, his, his dad, his dad is up. dead. That's yeah. That's now we've got Tyka next episode. Yes. So I'm interested in seeing how that's going to go. And then that's it. That's a, a bummer. We, we to... kind of we kind of flew through the through this discussion despite it being a 40 minute episode. I mean, you know. I mean, yeah. That's that's just the way life is. Uh, <laughs> It was you know, one of the longer episodes of the series. I really do wonder how long this is. It has to be long, right? It has to be at least an hour, right? Yeah. I'd, I mean, let's hope. Can you imagine what's going to happen if it's like a half hour long episode? <laughs> 23 minutes. 23 minutes. And they have but, ads for some reason. But yeah, that uh, that wrapped up the episode. Uh, left us on a nice little cliffhanger there. What are they going to do with the child? What are they going to do with the crew that's in the cantina? I mean, the fact remains that they had, there, there's a lot that still has to be wrapped up in this right. season. Unless they want to just go into the next one, but I don't like that. So, I mean, maybe you, you have a brand another, new character introduced. Maybe it'll be another heist episode. <laughs> the Mandalorian's got to do something else with I guess. Bill Burr. I mean, they just have, I mean, you know, they, there's a new character that's introduced in, this, in the penultimate episode. Right, so and he's You probably... can assume that he's going to be a lot of season two. Let's hope, yeah. I would assume, right? I mean, I mean, Giancarlo Esposito is a great character. I mean, a great actor and uh, and a great character, right? He's just and, a great character, yeah. Man. And Granda and Moff Gideon could be could be pretty cool, pretty interesting. I guess we'll find out, but but yeah, then, that, that about does it for episode chapter seven, I should say, and then episode seven of Concord Dawn. We have one left. It's very sad. It's gonna be a six hour long it's episode. Been, it's been great having Star Wars every week, and it's been great being able to discuss it. 
and uh, send it out to the internet where you can all come listen to it and you know voice your opinions as you all have been doing on our, our very busy forums. The emails just keep coming the, in. The message boards have been reviews, really man. been really lit, lit up with you guys. So fortunate, so blessed. Uh, we've got our first live show happening in 2026. We're Madison very excited Square for Garden. that. Tickets on sale whenever. Right, wherever tickets are sold. Uh, I think you can get them at the grocery store. Anyway, that about wraps it up. Another great episode with my man's Devin. Another Green great here. episode, buddy. We are uh, we are Steve Chow and Devin Chow, and uh, that's right. Forever <laughs> until next time, when we're when we're white TTs. We are the, we're the Chow heads, and maybe next episode will be the the what TD boys. All right. Thank you so much. We love you very much. Peace out.